Having a baby doesn't have to mean feeling petrified or enduring hours of labour pain. My name's Sophia Hansen and I'm on a mission to help you feel calm and relaxed in pregnancy and labour because that's what helps you have a better birth. Check out sophiahansen.com to see what I can do for you. Did you know that there's such a thing as National Sense of Smell Day? Well, there is. And so I thought, who would you love to hear more from today? And I have found for you, what a lovely discovery this is, Lindsay from Aromatherapy for Childbirth. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Hi, lovely to be here, especially on today. Absolutely. And I'm super excited because I love aromatherapy. I love all things kind of sensual and just the most amazing scents and how much they have the ability to change how you feel, to uplift you, to calm you, to soothe you. I'm going to be like your biggest fan from now on. (laughs) So how did you get into aromatherapy? Tell us a little bit about Um, that. Well, when I was in my 20s, I used to live in Snowdonia and um, I had... Um, a garden and I and I had kids up there and um, I was one of the hippies in the hills and I loved using natural remedies on the kids and we used to um, um, give them these remedies and they're still alive now and I wanted really I think at that point to be a herbalist but um, you know I didn't have enough Um, time or money at that point to be able to train up to be a herbalist and so I was thinking well what could I do and and aromatherapy I really loved the sense of smell I I was a trained artist as well and so I loved the aesthetics of it and I thought well maybe I could do this and so I trained from home and um, went went to Manchester, which seemed like the, the big the big smoke to me <laughs> at the time to learn how to massage, and um, started really really falling in love with the essential oils because it is it is herbalism. You know, you're working with r- really potent, um, um, you know, sort of all this stuff in this bottle comes from a plant, and and it's it's really wonderful and really strong, and I really love the aesthetics of it as well as um, the therapeutics of it. So that's that's the way I got into it. And I think the kids got a bit safer at that point as well. <laughs> It's a lovely thing when you can find so many ways just to bring aromatherapy into to day-to-day life. My yeah. stepdaughter, who is now 10 years old, nearly 11, she went through this phase of, oh, Sophia, there's monsters under the bed. And so, of yeah. course, we made her a monster spray, which was water with a few drops of lavender in there. Yeah. At nighttime, I would go in when we tucked her into sleep and I'd say, okay, where do you think the monsters might be tonight? By the wardrobe. How many squirts? Three squirts. So I'd go to the wardrobe and do three sprays. Where else is the monster? Under the bed. Okay, coming to get you, monster. (laughs) Oh, that's really lovely. Yeah, my daughter, one of my daughters couldn't sleep very easily and she used to come downstairs go mom I can't sleep and I'd put lavender on her wrists or on a, on, on a tissue or something for her and um, in the end when she got a bit older she'd just come down and help herself because it was so <laughs> useful for her but it's such and a bad thing it's a lovely lovely is, thing yeah. to have and then we'd always just do a spray at the end of oh let's make sure that you just sleep tight and have the nicest dreams so we just do one big circular spray like a magic trick and then leave it there so yeah it's um it's an amazing thing when you when you can use it And then for childbirth itself, you've obviously found amazing ways to to introduce aromatherapy into that with 
magical uses. So tell us yes. all about yes. wherever you would like to start. You're the expert. Okay. Well, I think I'd really like to start off how, how I got into using REM therapy for childbirth because um, when I had my kids, um, I, I had my first daughter in Brighton and um, that was many years ago. And, and and everyone was having to have kids in their babies in hospitals at that point. So having birth wasn't a thing. And you were really, really radical. And you want a safe baby, don't you? You know, you want a safe baby, don't you? At that point, you know, it was quite a battle. But oh, there was a lot, lot of edge. <laughs> there was, you know, it was in, in Brighton, there were a lot of alternative types. And I, I happened to go, managed to go to uh, an antenatal class run by a woman called Vicky Juna, who wrote um, the Home Birth Handbook. And, and this was my, it was a really thin little book, but it was my Bible and she was amazing. And I had a home birth in a bedsit in Brighton there. And then moved up to North Wales and I had my three other daughters up in North Wales and all my friends up north and in, um, in uh, I had, I'd been previously living in Liverpool. They had no education and no, no um, information about how to go about having natural child childbirth. And um, so I brought all my my information up to them and and I found that a lot of people found it really interesting so what one of one of these people was um my friend who lived next door which was about a mile up the road because we lived in Snowdonia and um I became really a doula for her even though doula wasn't a thing then we'd never heard of the word doula and um popped up there during the book her first baby's birth and and brought all lovely things with me and um i i don't think i was an own therapist then but I, we were using sort of her, herbal things and everything and she at the end of her first birth said to me oh lynn's i really want to be a midwife and i said to her oh yeah jude we all wanted to be midwives but you know you move out of that stage once you've had the baby and you've got you've got your kids and you're up and running with them but she did become a midwife and then years later she was saying to me uh, when I was an aromatherapist why don't we put our two skills together and I was going oh no I'm too busy I've got lots on I can't do it and she just kept badgering at me and um and in the end I said yeah okay let's let's do um, a one day course and so we sat down and we wrote a course together and she was working in the Barkentine birth centre by then and we took that course to the Barkentine birth centre and it was really well received and um and and so then then we went back again and then other 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 places in the NHS started wanting us and we started doing open study days where we then because we thought oh yeah antenatal teachers and doulas and other birth workers hypnobirthers would be interested in it and we sort of started rolling from there and what we were doing in the course were keeping it really simple because it was at that point it was a one day study day and we didn't want to bring in too many essential oils and not work deeply into those essential oils. So we just decided to do five, but then it sort of sneaked up to six because <laughs> uh, mint became peppermint and spearmint because um, we sort of argued quite a bit which one to do. And then we thought, oh, we'll just use both of them. And so we, we're just using six essential oils, but because of the way essential oils are made, 
they're chemically really um, complex. And so they do loads of different things. And so with those six essential oils, we've got like a really big span of conditions that you might need to help during childbirth with a very few number of essential oils. And what we wanted to do was um, not have proprietary blends that people had for specific things. So if your labour slowed down, we didn't have a particular blend that was already made up that people used. We wanted to... Um, um, think about each labour as an individual labour with an individual person and an individual situation and work with the um, really good aspects of the essentials that work with the emotions. And so one person that's got a slow labour might need clary sage or another person that's got a slow labour might need mandarin just to sort of chill them out a little bit, you know. So um, it was... It was a really good decision because um, it just feels like we have a huge amount of things that we can do with them. And we work with very, very simple um, methods as well. We use simple methods that can be brought to the birthing room. So we're not trying to get a woman on a couch when she's in labour or take her to all of the aromatherapy methods that are quite sort of full on. You've got to be in a, a sort of specific space. We're making the methods sort of easy so that um, either birth workers or mum herself can use those methods Um just in a twinkling of an eye, you know, so that they've got, got the kit there and think, oh, yeah, really need a little bit of support here. So that's the, that's the way that we're using it. Yeah. Amazing. Now, I think, well, I'm definitely a convert to all of this. Obviously, you yeah. are. We are singing from the, the same <laughs> yes. song. Yeah. For anybody who's a little bit kind of sceptical, oh, you know, I mean, I've got a couple of little bottles here as well. They're just little bottles. Yeah. And what, what yeah. kind of a difference can that make? But just... Yeah. Can you explain to us a little bit about why the sense of, of smell and the, the scent is such a powerful, a powerful okay. thing? Okay, so when when you smell something, I mean, it's, an, it's a really, really old sense, isn't it? The sense of smell. And we don't tend to use it quite so much nowadays, but it's still there. And your nose is right in the middle of your um, head. So it's really important place. It's like not on your toe. You know, because if it was on your toe, it would take a while for those signals that you've smelt something to go up your spine and then into your brain. But actually, where you smell is in the olfactory region, which is just at the back of your nose and your nasal cavity. And that's almost in the brain. It's incredible. And those olfactory nerves will pick up the sense of smell and take it to the limbic system in your brain. Now, the limbic system is sort of deep in your brain. It's just behind your nose. And it works with uh, memory. It works with emotions. And um, when you smell something, those, those nerve impulses go directly into your brain. And it helps balance biochemicals and hormones, which then get sent out those signals of saying, OK, um, you're scared, your adrenals are, are up, you know, you're, you're, you're producing lots of adrenaline, you want to run away, you don't want to be in birth here. What it can do is just like frankincense can really help support calming those adrenals and and help you feel much more centered so that you can work with those um sort of highly emotive areas and you know especially if it's to do with memory 
You know, if you think of um, um, something like, if you think of lavender, and if you think of those memories of lavender that you've got, we do this in our classes, we get everyone to think about if they've got any memories of lavender. And have you got one, Sophia? Have you got? Can you remember one from, from we, um, distance? We made up little lavender bags as wedding favours. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and so that's got that that lovely memory of, of 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 your wedding. Well, yeah, we get that, and we get people saying, "Oh, yes, in childhood, we used to rub our hands over my grandmother's um, lavender bushes as we went up to see them, or grandmother used to put them in grandmother's drawers." That's another one we yeah. had where the kids remember about the grandmother's drawers and and how they used to keep moths away with lavender. So it takes you back to those safe spaces, those safe times sometimes lavender and so um it's it's really important that you um that you have that awareness when you're using it in labor that um that it makes you feel differently and i think that's the supreme aspect of aromatherapy is that if you're wobbling a bit if you're a bit off center mm. you can have you can support yourself to to come back on centre with um, these particular essential oils. And it works really nicely with hypnobirthing as well. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, you're using breathing in hypnobirthing. And even if you're not using hypnobirthing, you know, that whole steady breath during labour really supports your body. And to have an aroma that comes in and influencing the way that you feel um, is quite extraordinary. Also, um, recently there's been research that um, it's not only coming in via a nerve signal into your mind, that actually those essential oils in there are absorbed directly into your brain as well, which is incredible. Um, they're using essential oils as carriers for medicine to get into the brain for um, brain tumors now. Oh which is extraordinary because when I first trained we thought it didn't get in there and there's a blood-brain barrier isn't there so so normally um it's really hard to get to get any medication into the brain but that actual thought of those essential oil molecules easily going into into your mind is just incredible and the other way that it goes in is goes in through your lungs so as you breathe in those molecules because they're very, very tiny, because they've been made by distillation, they'll go into your lungs. And as as you have internal uh, uh, respiration, they get absorbed into your blood system. So even just breathing essential oils brings them directly, quickly into your body and safely as well into your body. And so you've got these molecules going around your circulatory system and they can get dropped off anywhere you need them in your body because they're in your circulatory system yeah and you, you can also get them absorbed through the skin and so because again because they've got such tiny molecular structure they get absorbed through the skin and then go through connective tissue get into those tiny capillaries that are close to the edge of your skin and then again get into the circulatory system and and, and get moved around your body that way it's just so, incredible, isn't it? When you yeah. think of, of the power of something as as small as that and how easy it might be for some people just to kind of 
overlook it and think, oh, oh, never mind. But actually, a lot of the time in day to day life, I mean, I'm I'm really tuned into to smells anyway. I just have to yeah. walk past a bin and I know where I've walked past a bin. I can tell yeah. a smoker at twenty paces. I'm just Absolutely, like, yes. I can smell all these different things. I'm really really tuned into it and I, I think for anybody watching right now you know thinking of the smell of your your husband or your partner when you give them a hug and if you can yeah. smell their their aftershave or their Absolutely. body wash or their soap whatever they're using and one of the things I encouraged a lot during COVID if women couldn't have their their birth partners with them was take a t-shirt that they've worn oh, and lovely. just bury your face into yeah. that that's really lovely idea and so that the power of of scent in that way to to make Mm. a difference is huge and I had open heart surgery four years ago for a heart defect that we knew nothing about anyway it was a three and a half centimeter hole in my heart so slightly slightly bigger than this but like but I used lots of aromatherapy at that point I was using the kind of lemon and tea tree to and lavender to wipe down the the sides of the bed and I had yeah, frankincense and the lang lang and geranium and just lots of things that smelt amazing yeah and all of the nurses who were on night shift were coming into into my room kind of two o'clock in the morning sitting down would you like some water Sophia yes please I'm like I was kind of asleep and they're going just smells so lovely in here I know what have you done good isn't it and I think so nice I think that's really good for women that are giving birth in hospital um the other aspect of aromatherapy is that it's not just influencing the person that's using it so the woman um giving birth it's also influencing all the others in the room so I mean for a start you've got to be careful that that you do have consent from the other people because some people are sensitive to it and or don't if you don't like the smell, you know, if you've got a midwife and you're using tons of clary sage and she she either gets influenced by it to the fact that she makes her feel a bit woozy or she can't stand the smell of it or she feels uncomfortable with it for any reason, then it's not a good idea to use that because she's the person keeping you safe there. Um, but if the others in the room are maybe a bit jittery or anxious or irritable, then you can use a little bit of magic and the diffusers are great here. Yeah. And, um, and you can, you can use um, an aromatherapy diffuser to change the whole atmosphere in the room. And once that supportive atmosphere comes in the room, then the woman really can use her, you know, feel safe. You know, a woman's got to feel safe when she's in labour. And once that sort of safety level comes there, then that supports her her, her own mechanism to kick in and to to um to 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 give birth easily as you know, with, rather than having some sort of irritable and horrible atmosphere around her. And then, you know, birth professionals will come in and They'll go, oh, it's lovely in here. And then they'll sort of sit down, have a chat. <laughs> and, uh, and and I've seen it happen several times. And, and we've had lots of stories like that from, from midwives saying consultants that normally wouldn't give you the time of day will come yeah. in and say, these are great and sitting down and, and saying, oh, we'll have to get one of these. And so it just sort of... In, it, and if you've been using the diffuser a bit at home before you're in labour, then it makes that homely space. It makes it your space as well. It's it's such a good, simple thing to use. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of the how do we use it. So how okay. would, how do okay. women go about using aromatherapy okay. during, 
during childbirth? I know you've got lots well, of exciting things over there to show okay. us. Okay, well, to begin with, the first and easiest thing to do is to um, just use a little bit of um, some a cotton wool. Now, whoop, let's do it this way. Um, <laughs> this is a little bit of cotton wool pad. Now, when, when my daughter was in labour and I was there, she was feeling nauseous a lot of the time. And so I, I got a cotton wool pad and... I checked out whether she preferred peppermint or spearmint mm-hmm. or um, because when you're nauseous, you know what smells you like. So always, if you're using aromatherapy, you've got to check in to see whether the woman likes that smell. Because if she doesn't like that smell, it's just simply not going to work. She's just wanting mm-hmm. to, you know, like, oh, you just want it to go away, don't you? So cotton wool's great. You're not putting it on the wrist or the hand. I mean, it's safer because... Um, it's less likely to be irritant or have any sort of detrimental effects. So when you're in labour, the last thing you want is to have any sort of detrimental effects from... Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they got to be working really safely. So don't start tipping tonnes of essential oil directly on your belly because it's not a good idea. Um, so I'm just going to put one drop of peppermint on this cotton wool. That's so easy and your birth partner can help you do this. In fact, it's a great job for the birth partner. If you chat with each other beforehand and get your birth partner prepared with, okay, if I need this, here's all all the business. And it means that um, you're working together and the birth partner feels like they're part of, you know, they're being supportive and part of it. And so that's really nice. So, So my daughter, she had this and I passed it over to her. And she smelt it and she just would not let go of this the whole time. (laughs) Well, actually, what she did was she had a little nest because she'd laboured through the night. She had a little nest and she'd clamber into the nest at the end of every surge. And she'd she'd like sort of feel around. We had candles on. She was at home and and she'd find this bit of cotton wool. And she just hold it close to her nose, and it was part of her ritual. Like each time she fin- forgot finished the surge, she'd go back, get herself comfortable, bring it close to her nose, and it was it was just lovely. It was just really lovely watching her do that. And then she put it down, and then get back into work when she needed to, and then come back to it. And during the night, it just started getting more and more grotty looking. <laughs> Because <laughs> she was like sort of like this all the time. I was saying, "Do you want a new one of those tan?" And she was going, "No, no, this one's absolutely fine." But I managed to change it for her after a bit. You prize so, away her comforter. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's quite strong peppermint, um, um, and it's got um, menthol in it. It's got a lot. It's high proportion of menthol. So make sure when baby's born, um, it's not too near baby's face. Um, mm. Just put it directly in a bin or a plastic bag once you've finished with it and close it up because babies can um, gag a bit from it, you know. So so just be careful with it. If you prefer the, the spearmint, it's actually got less menthol in it. So it is a safer one to use. But, you know, if you've got it up... Near, near your face yeah. that's really lovely yeah it's and I guess really also lovely. washing your hands at some point I have definitely fallen victim yeah. to peppermint on my finger yeah. rub your eye <laughs> yeah you don't want to rub your eye no it's great yeah, for headaches as well it's great if you're getting a headache it will really clear your head as well 
do you have yeah. a little smell no, like that? I, I love those ones um, I'm definitely more of a spearmint fan spearmint's just to me oh, yeah. a, I think of spearmint as chewing gum yes, <laughs> yes it's a bit more intense so for some reason yeah. the spearmint is like a bit more kind of free for me than the peppermint it, well I think I think so too I think it's gentler but but do definitely prefer my, yeah. my um my partner Jude she definitely prefers the the peppermint and I definitely prefer the spearmint and so <laughs> and so um we have a little voting class to see who likes which one <laughs> and who wins so in addition to putting it on a, a cloth and kind of and, yes. and smelling it what other kind of things can you can you do with aromatherapy during childbirth Okay, so um, the diffuser that we were talking about, I wouldn't use um, more than six drops in the diffuser. As you're um, going through childbirth, you just want to be super safe. And so with the diffuser, um, you put six drops, like you fill up your bowl, and, and probably most people have seen them now, but you've got a bowl there. And there's, rather than it getting heated up, um, you've got a beautiful <laughs> one this one's really good in hospital actually and and for professionals to use because it's really yeah. easy to clean oops absolutely going the opposite there. Um, so, yeah um and you you fill up the chamber they're, they're much safer than the um than the candle ones because mm. a you haven't got a candle so can't get knocked over no one can get burnt with it um you put water in up to the line um and if you haven't got enough water in there, it'll just go off by itself. So that means that you don't forget about it, like with those ca old mm. candle burners. Um, I mean, people have oh, still got them. They're still lovely. But but if you if you haven't got a chamber that's got enough water in there and, and the nightlight's still burning, it will actually burn the essential oils at the end, you know, if you run yeah. dry. And that's really that chemically not there. good in the air. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. And it's just and it leaves a horrible smell. sticky residue yeah. in the bottom of the thing as well. I've definitely been caught out. And if people don't have a, a diffuser like that, um, one of the things that I've recommended, and maybe you can tell me if this is yeah. a good thing, is just to get a little bowl of water and put a few drops into that and have it close to a radiator if possible. Yeah, it's a really good idea. that they can still get that, that smell wafting. So it's, yeah. it's not necessarily automatically coming out to an extent, but if people no. are walking past it, it will still get wafted back into the yeah room. so you then put your number of drops that you want or something so lavender's really great at the beginning of labor um there are no essential oils that have been proved to increase um the speed of labor but we've heard a, a lot of interesting information back from people that have used them um so there's no studies there's no no clinical studies at all but um, we've we've ha we've had a survey up for Clary Sage, and Clary Sage is reputed to help increase surges. Right. And um, so this survey has been for anyone that has um, experienced Clary Sage during labour. So it could be um, the woman in childbirth. It could be anyone else observing a woman giving birth with Clary Sage. I guess what's interesting there as well is, this, as we touched on earlier, although the the specific essential oils might have a specific kind of 
response, you know, trigger a specific response within the nervous system. It's also so much to do with how the person associates that smell. So even yes. if something is automatically doing that, but they associate that smell with something negative, then yes. it's not going to have the same emotional response for them. So no, it's not going to no, help not to relax or feel safer or to get more of the love and the oxytocin flowing. It's almost just yeah. going to shut down a little bit. So that's a really interesting how interesting trying to balance out those two comparisons yeah because well, yeah, I, yes, I work for the, in the body but how it works in their mind yeah I worked for the hospice for several years and um they they were saying use un, unusual essential oils when you're working in the hospice because so that so that um because I was working with those with um a, a life threatening illnesses and also with their their carers as well and and you you didn't want to have something that was going to be regularly in their life to you know that may may sort of trigger grief the the carers so um so yeah so if 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 one of the essential oils has got a good association with you maybe it's got a really lovely memory then that one's a really nice to have nice one to have so yeah so with clary sage um, with, with our survey, we've had lots of positive um, comments about it being really supportive to the labour, to um, women that are really flagging, you know, that they've been working really hard and they got to a certain stage and they're exhausted and using Clary Sage and even a few comments where they were saying that it helps them help them pause to rest for half an hour an hour and then wake up and then they were just in full flow so so the clary sage appeared i mean i can't say that it definitely did because it's not a clinical you know we're not working clinically here but from 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 this information several people were saying that it appeared that that it was really supportive and and also just helping increase those surges as well so you could start off using lavender at the beginning of the labor because that that's meant to be a little bit supportive it cleans the room it cleans the space all of the droplets coming out of this diffuser will 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 land on surfaces and and it's antimicrobial you know in this day and age we just want to make sure we've got that clean space but it's also gives that whole calmness that whole readiness that feeling of refreshment of um, balance everything that you, you 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 want to make that space feel super safe, and then um, then um, you can use this diffuser for about half an hour to an hour. I've had um, conversations with Robert Tisserand, Jude and I were a little worried about it because other people were saying that maybe it's not safe to use in the birthing room because it influences lots of people. But we think that influence is um, safe as long as you have consent and yeah. that it's within a small space and it's not within a space where where women that, that um, aren't at term can smell those essential oils mm. if you're going to be using one that potentially could encourage you to go into labour. So, um, so, so you know, make sure you're safe with them. Use six drops. Now, the other thing with the diffusers that that conversation with Robert Tisserand was really useful for with us was that he was saying that after about an hour, therapeutically, 
the essential oils stop working. So even if you were using a diffuser for the cold, uh, for a cold, say you had eucalyptus on yeah. it for a cold, after an hour your body just gets habituated to it, mm-hmm. and you don't actually respond. So even on something phys- a physical response, the response becomes less. And so what we're suggesting with the diffuser, so it doesn't overwhelm. Um, anyone in the room as well that you pulse the diffuser now you can't get diffusers that pulse um, within half an hour to an hour yet I've been keeping an eye out you get ones that pulse sort of every 30 seconds or a minute or so and that's hardly worth the pulse I mean I'm afraid Um, it doesn't really work so you need someone in that space that is thinking about turning this diffuser on and off and, the, and a good thing about doing that as well is, so you have your diffuser on, you've got it on for half an hour, an hour at the beginning of the labour, you turn it off, and then you have to leave it off for the same amount of time that it's been on. So if you've had it on for about an hour, you turn it off for an hour. Now, at that point, labour's an ever-changing thing, isn't it? And at that point, you might not need it. And although aromatherapy is really wonderful during labour, it is an intervention, you know. And so, and so what, what we need to think about as well is how's mum labouring? How's she doing? You know, is she just going fine? Is she, is she working well? Is she, um, does she need any support at this point? Or do we trust her? Do we trust her body in what it's doing? And... And, and and she could be fine. And actually, you might set yourself up with lots of lovely aromatherapy stuff and not even use it. But that's brilliant. You know, I'm really happy if it works that way. But at some points, there may we may just need to give her a little bit of portion change. The atmosphere or help help support support her so that she has a bit more energy or allows herself to relax. Yeah. I think what's so lovely there, and we've we've kind of said it but I'll just explicitly say it as well okay. is bringing the essential oil into into the mix of, of what's in the room at that time is also showing tender loving care which Absolutely. again in addition to the the amazing you know the potency of the oils that you're using for somebody to see that they're being supported and mm-hmm. to feel that love coming in is just mm. a huge huge thing I remember when I was little if I I used to get quite a lot of mumps and kind of swollen glands and my mum would bring an oil burner in with lavender and as soon as she came in you were just like oh I just instantly right. feel better because somebody yeah. had, has reached out and not just touched your your nose and your olfactory system but touched your heart yes <laughs> An important yeah. Thing, it? yeah and love is really important isn't mm. it in the birthing space and Absolutely. and also I just love the fact that it supports um the the people that are, are birth partners as well that they go into that birthing room and they have that sense of confidence that they can do something to you know like if their partners or their friend is is struggling rather than you know holding hands really great but this is like sort of and the next step up is to just prepare something really lovely to yeah. um, change that 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 space. And um, 
it's like a little yeah. a little sprinkle of of magic a little gift i remember it's being absolutely out, it's really magical in inverness and edinburgh one day and i had um, a little bottle of mandarin oil with me i find mandarin really uplifting but but also yes. relaxing. and i had just a few drops in a handkerchief and the lady next to me was like i can smell something lovely and then she started chatting yeah. away and when she went to get off off the bus i just took a, a clean tissue i put a couple of drops on and said there you go Go and have one of those. And she was like, oh, thank you. I could see her. Oh, off how lovely of you. Just laughing. Yeah, Mandarin's got that, 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 That's in our kit too, Mandarin. And it's really gentle oil. It's really lovely. Um, it's it's good for nausea too. So you don't have to go down, you know, if you can't stand mint and you feel a bit nauseous in, in labour. Then um, Mandarin is not only... Um, refreshing and uplifting it's also relaxing as well and it's got a little bit of a hypnotic feel to it and so if you're sort of hanging on in there trying to sort of sort of (laughs) hanging on by your fingernails sort of trying to keep everything together and you just need to sort of chill out and, and 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 feel your mood uplifting a little bit it's really lovely and it's great if kids are at the birth as well it's a beautiful one or around kids, it's lovely and safe, and um, it can just really change that atmosphere. You know, I love Mandarin. I love how simple it is. It's chemically very simple as well in comparison to some of the other essential oils, and so that simplicity um, really works well um, all round. And I think what you've been sort of reflecting back at me as well is. That how holistic aromatherapy is mm. that you're working on lots of different levels like some people say oh it's just a placebo effect you know you'd like a smell and so it makes you feel better and yeah what's wrong with that you know if if you enjoy that smell and it feels good in that space then then that's really brilliant and yeah. but also it's not just that there's all those other different levels it works on you physically it works on you mentally emotionally spiritually um, it's really beautiful to work with. Um, frankincense is a good one for, for me to talk about. That's another one in our kit. And that one's very useful if um, it doesn't quite go how you think it's going to go and you've got, got to um, uh, maybe maybe um, change your plan and it's and and it's a bit scary for you and you don't you weren't prepared for it and frankincense again simply just on a little bit of cotton wool means that if you've you know got to go um into hospital or or you know go and go and have cesarean or something that can even with a bit of micropore just be taped onto onto your clothing so that it goes wherever you are and frankincense is an amazing essential oil it um it's been work used in ceremony for thousands of years um i think I've getting just, a nice I've whiff of it there. here as well i think one of the things that that I, well, most people probably associate frankincense with Christmas, and at Christmas I yeah. always have frankincense and mandarin kind of diffused in the yeah, house. Yeah, lovely combination. The earthiness of it, because it, it yeah. really does help you to, well, for me personally, it helps me to to feel 
more grounded, but it also helps me to feel surrounded by that love and surrounded by family because that's what yeah. Christmas is. And if Christmas yeah. isn't a metaphor for when everything, all your plans change, I don't know what is. No, <laughs> you can never no, it's true. That's an easy true. way to, to think of it too. So Mandarin, yeah. frankincense, lavender, well, clary seeds. Yeah, fra fra frankincense is really good for the breath as well. So if if you're hyperventilating or um, so it deepens the breath. That's why it's being used in in um, ceremony and meditation. Is it has this ability to go allow your lungs to relax and deepen and bring in that breath, which is all all important. And as soon as you breathe well, then then you change the way you're thinking. If you're hyperventilating and scared, you're breathing up here, and then as soon as that breath goes deep and you've got that lovely calming earthy sensation it's a tree frankincense tree and it's and the way that they get the essential oils is by cutting the bark so that the tree bleeds a little bit and that and that dries in the sunshine and becomes resin tears and these tears then get distilled and so it's a wound healer yes. so it's an emotional wound healer and it's a physical wound healer as well and it grows um in in very very dry places and so it helps with moisture i i use i mean on, this is aside from from um childbirth I, I use it in any preparations for the skin where you need to hydrate so um yeah talking about the the power to to change your state and to transform how you're feeling you have just transported me back to all of the the temples and the buddhist center in nepal yeah. where i was 10 months and it was just that you used to walk into clouds of, of incense, but resin yeah. and just this deep smells. You couldn't yeah. help but stop. You, you, that's, you were stopped. It's not yeah. that you stopped. You were stopped yeah. by these yeah. amazing, not just the, the smell, but as you say, it's the presence that came with the smell, that absolute place of reverence. And I think yeah. if, there, if there isn't reverence in childbirth, then where is the reverence? <laughs> well, I it's incarnation, isn't it? You know, it's, 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 it, you know, seeing some of this stuff on TV of women giving birth where there isn't any of this aspect oh. frightens me somehow. It's like, um, it's, 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 it's almost like it's not a human being born. It's just a process mm. that's happening. And mm. yeah, it's really important that there is safety in that process but i think i think in the uk that there's a, a real change that midwives really really are are focusing more on the holistic aspect of birth that the, they know they oh, midwives have always known that that it's really important the emotional aspect of it and when and when we teach midwives you know we're, we're taking um these into your trusts and so any anyone that is deciding to go into hospital or is having a home birth ask the midwives if they do use aromatherapy and they can give you some tips on how to massage and different things that they can use and you can work alongside the midwives there and what they're so delighted with is that they have extra tools to work with the emotions yeah. Because midwives haven't been given that many tools to work with the emotions of childbirth when they're trained. They're not taught how to massage and to touch women. And I think 
to like I just love it. We teach thirty midwives in a trust, and then you just feel this whole change in that whole area. You know, all those midwives using aromatherapy influencing so many women each of those midwives influencing so many babies births to be more gentle less intervention um it's 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 just lovely work to be done and this whole sense of of the change that's happening now is is really beautiful that we've got both aspects happening and also you know just that whole encouragement of allowing women to have home births I mean, I don't know what it's like up in your area now, but um, it's just so different for women now. It's great. One of the things that I find in the early days when I was I was teaching hypnobirthing is is really trying to bring home to couples the importance of connection. You know, yeah. between them, between them and the baby, between them and the the caregivers in the yeah. room, and not to feel like it's the woman, the, the man or the birthing partner not knowing what to do and then the midwives yeah. and the caregivers kind of around in, in the background and, and I teach yeah. soothing strokes, light touch massage within, um, within the hypnobirthing yes. but often when we sit down and I'll say okay so I'll demonstrate what to do and then the, the birthing partner well actually the mums tend to do it on the birth partner first so the birth partner yes. can feel how lovely this is and then they it's really really important that i think that they that they get the experience absolutely because well. yeah. then they, they yeah. recognize the significance and the the state change that happens when they when they're able to do that but one of the things i find early on was that the quite often people would just start they would just start doing it like it was just a three of these two of these <laughs> and you yeah. really have to go back and say yeah pause just for a moment just rest your hands almost like you were touching a cobweb so they're so so light they're just mm. barely touching mm. and breathe you know mm. tune into the breath of the the person that yeah. you're about to connect with rather yeah. than just oh here they are a back massage will help <laughs> and so uh, well yeah it's very perfunctory isn't it and yeah. it's also there's also fear there isn't you yes. know with people that aren't used to massage they often massage far too quickly Yes. because they sort yes. of want to get it over and done yeah. with for a start or, or, or they're fair. just not used to that fact and to work with your breath yeah you know like when when you're doing those strokes that that the, the person who's the masseur um slows down their breathing naturally you know like whenever i go in for a massage i'll, I'll i the same as he's, what he's saying is I'll make sure I centre myself and pause every single time and bring myself right into the room. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the rest of your life. It's also a really lovely pause for the masseur as well, you know, because you've just suddenly become really, really present. And I think that's the key is when you're massaging or working with this stuff, that it brings you present. And once you're present, then anything can happen. You know, it's sort of like that's when that when it switches into something else. And when you feel calm, when you're helping someone else, they'll pick up on that. Um, and it's just catching. It's just like anything. It's catching. If you've got someone close to your space and they have, feel really, really calm. And so then you start the massage 
and then you start it really slowly and gently. And the most important thing about massage is about receiving information as well as giving a massage. It's not just about giving a massage. So there's that free flow of information. You look for tightness in the woman, you know, she can have a tight jaw, tight hands, frowning, and just a simple touch on a frowning forehead can just, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, shoulders up by the ears. Just put your hands on the shoulders let them drop it's just um it's just simple it doesn't have to be complicated i think and it's just now. we have a, a we have a massage couch set up at, at home all the time i trained in massage Lovely. and reflexology when i was in my 20s Lovely. so I, i've never really used them at our yeah. professional level it was always just something we love to do and so yeah. my mum and i'll swap a massage and i've got my husband into giving me a massage now as well i'm like you can just put yeah, I've got yeah, one in my room. I've got a massage well. chair. <laughs> a little bit well at home. So, Lindsay, we've had an amazing chat. What if yeah. there was one thing that you wanted um, pregnant women to to take away from this right now? What what would it be? Um, I think that with all of this stuff. Just let it flow naturally. Um, Trust in your body. Just really, really trust. If you really, really want one of these aromas, make sure that you can have it. But um, I think just know, know that women have been giving birth for thousands and thousands of years. The human race is still here. Before any technology, before any of this, and I know it's not—it's sort of slightly aside from the aromatherapy, but just trust in yourself, and whatever happens, it's perfect. Yeah, you know, you know, you can have lots of lovely plans, lots of ideas, but whatever happens, it's perfect. And if you've prepared well, then that's all you can do. And that baby is the one that's being incarnated and it's part of that baby's journey as well. And you're 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 there to to um really support that as much as you can. But whatever happens, don't give yourself a hard time, please. <laughs> and you can use the the essential oils afterwards as well. You know, use that lavender afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, there's there's all, and even you know the power of the imagination is so strong that if heaven yeah. forbid you forgot to take your oil with you, imagine you know take your hand, Absolutely. imagine you're breathing in the lavender, imagine yeah. you're breathing in the clary. Yeah, people who have epilepsy um, sometimes use ylang-ylang to, to to ward off um, it, and um, they can if they haven't got any, they can imagine it, and and it will also help as well. Um, also, I'd just like to say that our course, although it's an online course um, and although it is specifically for birth workers, we, if someone who isn't a birth worker would really like to do it, then um, we're really happy for anyone to take that, our course. And there may be a few things that, that you don't need, but um, it's really lovely. And if you're very interested and want to work with it, um, we're there. And um, and you'll you'll get get um, contact with me and with Jude, my midwife. 
And everybody needs a friend like Jude, as you said at the beginning. Jude was there going, come on, we want to do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs a friend like Jude. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. one other thing that's just occurred to me, um, I know there's a lot of different brands of essential oils out there. Oh, yes. You know, I've, I've got a couple here. These just happen yeah. to be the ones I had. I know from having a, a friend who's an aromatherapist that one of the things that's quite important is that you're um, – your bottle is a coloured bottle so that it protects yes. what's in there. Oh, do you want me to go through that a little bit? But other than, yes, but I think mainly other than that, you know, you can buy an oil that's maybe, well, if you go on to some online shops, you can buy yes. them for like two pounds. The, the kind of standard yeah. price in, in your books or any of those kind of shops is more like six to ten pounds. But I also yeah. know some essential oils are the same oil but might be 25, 35, 40 pounds yeah. for no more milliliters, the same amount, yes. just a different kind of potency. Or how do people choose? You know, how does the average okay. off the street just safely know this is the right one to get? Okay, so make sure that it's got a Latin name on it. So okay. um, look up what it is if you can. If you can't, if like um, I've got here my frankincense and That's it's got... Um, <laughs> Uh, it's Boswellia Carteri anyway Uh, no I can't do it it's Boswellia Carteri so you know that it's coming from a plant for a start yes Um, yeah because the synthetic ones come from uh, the petroleum industry and they're not only not therapeutic but they also can do you harms and especially if you're pregnant and carrying a baby then you don't want you don't want to have any of those um i always go for organic essentials because the organic growers take a lot more care with um the quality of their oils that generally as a generalization um don't go for super super cheap ones um they're, they're probably bought in from the pre- fra- fragrance industry yeah. where it's just the smell that's important and there may be a soup from lots of different countries of different essential you know different lavenders from all over the world just sort of plonked in there it may have gone through a big chain of people um to get to you which means the essentials are older if they're old they can be more irritant and they're less therapeutic so um I think make sure that just buy small bottles so that you can get fresh bottles as well. That's really important. Um, what else do I need to say? Um, and once you've found, there's there's some good good people in this country that sell them. Just go online. You know, there's some, some bigger names, but um, just that I think that organic thing's means that, that that it's of good quality the other thing is make sure it says it's a hundred percent or pure essential oil so that they haven't put anything in to dilute it at all because then it's not not going to be working so well and it'll go off quicker as well that's a really um, important point i remember um i drink a lot of herbal tea and hot water hot water yeah. and lemon and at one point we had bought this new brand of of tea that was spearmint and something else and I've been drinking a couple of cups of this a day for a few days and I kept getting a headache. And I was thinking, I don't get headaches. I have not, you know, in my entire life, I have maybe had 10 headaches. I just do not get yeah. them. And I went back and I was like, the only thing that's different has been this tea. And I looked more closely at the tea and it was spearmint flavoring. 
You know, yeah. there is nothing in there yeah. that was the original spearmint. Yeah. It was just purely synthetic. And I just had yeah. to throw the whole lot in the bin because I knew that was what was that was what was giving me the headache. Yeah. So yeah, really also, important. Also, um, I think the other thing is people quite often have essential oils knocking around the house that someone gave them as a present and they didn't really know what to do with it <laughs> years ago. Um, really, um, mandarin and the citrus oils you shouldn't keep for more than a year. And other ones, two years plus, I think that's the easiest way to talk about it. So some of them are four years, but um, but just smell them. And, you know, with your citrus oils, if they start smelling a bit flat, just mm. use them to clean the toilet or the drains or yeah. something. So don't throw them away. But yeah. don't put them on your skin because particularly the citrus oils can um, irritate you much more. If, you, if you're getting an irritable response to those essential oils is quite often because they've oxidized and oxidization can come from heat so don't store them over your radiators mm -hmm. light so don't put them on your window ledges in your bathroom over yeah. your radiators and also oxygen as well so um lids just on. just so lids on as soon as you possibly can and buy little five mil bottles like these mm -hmm. and just once you found a good supplier um, stick to them as well. Lovely. We, we do those... sell all our, our little kits. We've got mm -hmm. nice little kits. I'll do a little bit of a fab. We've got nice little kits, and we've also got these nice little kits for one single birth as well. So that I've got all the essential oils in a little pack here. Yeah, so I've got so useful, mandarin, clary, sage, lavender, frankincense, spearmint, and peppermint in. Beautiful. So, yeah. uh, so it doesn't cost so much. So it's a bit like those homeopathic kits you can get for birth and stuff. I always have a, a, I always have some kind of bottle of oil in a in a handbag or in a pocket somewhere because yeah. I just find it so useful when I'm out and about. Yeah. If I feel a bit overwhelmed by anything that's out there, and just I can just oh, I have to have a little sniff. Yes, have, <laughs> have a little, little waft. <laughs> it's like a huge, huge, huge difference. Lindsay, yeah. it has been fabulous to talk to you this morning. Thank well, you lovely so much. Lovely to talk to you too. Are you ready to take control of the ways you can influence your birth for the better? Head over to sophiahanson.com and bag yourself a freebie. Calm and relax is the name of the game, no matter what type of birth you're planning. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a thing. Lots of love. Bye-bye for now.